Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Do you need heavy equipment or farm equipment? Look no further than Southern Equipment and Parts in Laurel. We have a wide selection of new and used equipment from many top brands. We also offer parts, service, and rentals. Whether you're a contractor, farmer, or just need help around the house, we have what you need. Southern Equipment is your one-stop shop for all farm and heavy equipment. Visit us at 5237 Highway 84 West and southernequipparts.com or call 601-651-4555. Call free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. To the top, you're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. All right, here we go. Welcome to another edition of the Eagle Hour. Bob Getty and Kelly Center from the Southern Bank Corps Studio in Hattiesburg. Luke Johnson, Southern Bank Corps Studio in Laurel. We're glad you're with us. Basketball coach Isaiah Carson will be joining us here in just a few minutes. Jay Walker from Louisiana Lafayette as we begin the countdown to this big doubleheader basketball game uh, taking place Thursday. Women against the uh, Texas State at 5 o'clock, the men, and Louisiana Lafayette at uh, 7.30. Opening segment of the show sponsored by Dickey's Barbecue Pit. Proud supporters of the Eagle Hour, proud supporters of Southern Miss, and we're happy to say proud. Uh, we're proud to be friends of those guys. They'll cater any event for you, large or small, and it'll be delicious. You can enjoy a great meal uh, anytime you like. Uh, right by the mall at Hattiesburg, Dickey's Barbecue. Before we get to basketball, some news that – I know Kelly was very happy and very excited about it. Kelly, it's official now. The GOAT will be the new number one commentator on Fox Sports NFL coverage starting in in August of next year. Well, he's never broadcast a game before in his life, so I expect he's just going to just walk right in there and uh, and do a great job. You know, I mean, people think these broadcast these football players, with all due respect to them, they just think they can step into a broadcast booth. Well, as all the years they were preparing on the football field, we've been preparing in the classroom and in the in the studios to do right. what we do. And I mean, I wish him luck. I'm just, I truly am glad he's not on the field anymore. As we see here at home, just being a former athlete sometimes does not mean that you should be maybe a color analyst. <laughs> Correct. That's 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 right. <laughs> Isaiah Carson is the assistant basketball coach at uh, one of the assistants at Southern Miss, and he should be an assistant to basketball coach because boy, oh boy, twenty one and four. All right, go ahead, Coach Carson. This is what you expected at the start of the year, right? Twenty-one and four after twenty-five games. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> uh, we knew we, we had a good group of guys, man. And again, first, thank thank you guys for having me on. Sure. Uh, but coming in, we knew we had a good group of guys, um, transfers, uh, just the right pieces. And early on, we saw with our non-conference. I think the last time I talked to you guys, just that Vandy was just a showing of that of how deep we were um, uh, with our team. Then Liberty, then we go out to Cancun and do the same thing. So early on, we kind of set the table to, to where we are right now, um, now on a seven-game win streak. So just trying to keep this thing going. Yeah, I thought I thought the depth showed up again this weekend. Uh, you know, when you, when you bring in a, a, a kid that hasn't really played a whole lot and he lights up uh, things in the second half and uh, – 
it just you you, you seem to you you can interchange guards and forwards and uh, and post players, and you just really don't seem to drop off when you're doing that. Absolutely. Uh, just having Nefta, and you're referring to Neftali Alvarez, just having him He was back. sensational, um, Coach. Just a spark, man. And you saw a little bit when we were home during that four-game uh, home stretch when he first came back. Um, and just each game, he was just getting better and better after being out for two months. And he just comes in and wants to just help the team win at, from that position. Just He's just a spark. Def- uh, defensively, they call him the fit bull. Um, and that's what he is. And just having him and Mo Arnold um, lead our charge as our our, our leading guards, um, that, that's huge because they're experienced and they're tough. And what they bring on defensive and offensive end, just their speed and quickness um, and tenacity um, is just is unmatched. The point guard is kind of the quarterback. Am I correct about that? That's correct, yep. And you got two. We got two <laughs> dogs. At the, at the point guard position. Coach Zay, can I call you Coach Zay? Is that okay? Yes, you can, Kelly. Coach Isaiah Carson. Okay, Coach Zay, first, before we break down this enormous game Thursday night against Louisiana, okay. yep. it, it's a fact that Southern Miss is the only team in the country with at least 20 wins that is not in the AP Top 25. Not are they not in the Top 25. They're not even getting votes. In the top 25. I know you guys don't look at that, but from a fan standpoint, that lathers me up a little bit. Yeah. No, I, and from a fan standpoint, and as coaches, we discuss it. We don't really dig deep that deep into it um, because we know what we're doing every day. Um, we know when that time comes, when that conference tournament comes, and by the time we keep this winning streak going, and it's time everything's said and done, uh, we'll, we'll be mentioned. Our Southern Miss men's basketball name will be mentioned. So, But from a fan standpoint, it could be frustrating. Going on a seven-game win streak, um, 12-0 and at home, um, not many teams in the country have 20 wins. Um, so to not even be receiving votes, I can understand the frustration as a fan, but we're going to keep doing what we need to do um, for our name to be mentioned when, when that time that big time comes. All right, so you'd have to be living in a cave to not know that the Cajuns are coming to town Thursday. Luke's going to report. <laughs> Luke's going to report about the limited, very limited number of tickets left, at least according to uh, different sites regarding this game. What? And the, but the Cajuns beat you down there. What they did they do in Lafayette that was effective? And reason would dictate they're going to try to do the same thing Thursday night. So kind of break it down for us. Well, to be honest, Kelly, that game, for those that watch, and if you didn't, let me be the ones to tell you that we came out very flat. Um, we were not ourselves. Um, if you look at our, our losses, the times that we lose, we have not defended um, and not came out with high energy. Um, and that's been four times, if you, if you notice. The Marshall, our um, Lafayette, our Northwestern, our UNLV. We were not ourselves. So, and we tell our guys every day, our biggest opponent is ourselves. Not necessarily the person across from us or who we have coming up next on because each game is a big game, but we have to match what we do every day that aided us in having 21 wins. And that's coming out and defending the basketball, sharing the ball, um, and, and rebounding the basketball. So if you saw that game against Louisiana, what they did, um, it's nothing much that we haven't seen before, um, but we just wasn't ourselves that day. We came out very uh, flat with a slow start. Um, which aided to them to, uh, I think it was a 13-point, 12-point victory for them. Um, so 
we know in our control what we need to fix um, to change that result. Luke Johnson, for the first time in a generation, basketball fans may see Reed Green Coliseum packed to the gills. Yeah, I mean, from everything we're seeing, there's probably around 400 tickets or even less that are uh, that are uh, still available. Chairback seats are only available in single seat only. So uh, pretty pretty incredible. Coach, I want to talk to you uh, about kind of what Louisiana did against Marshall. They kind of took their big out. And I know Louisiana's got, got two guys, Jordan Brown at 6'11". Last time uh, we played him, he, uh, he only scored eight points. We got eight boards. But uh, but he and their their other big guy um, underneath, I think it's Lewis. They they kind of took yeah, you know, some Lewis. of the uh-huh. yeah Terrence Lewis. They took kind of uh, Marshall's big out. What do you what do you got to do to be effective inside Thursday? Uh, we just need to go inside early. I mean, attack Brown. We have just as much size as Lafayette does, if not more. We're deeper. We have uh, DeAndre Pinkney, Felipe Haas. Denaje uh, as the inside presence at six six, so we have the size. So I think we uh, we just need to to maximize that and use that to to our advantage. Um, then off the bench we have Tyler Moore and Victor Hart. So we have depth at that size position to equalize or negate what the size that they have as well. Yeah, Garnett, uh, you know, one of the guards, man, he was six for eight. Last time from the outside, so you know the the perimeter play. They they got some hot hands out there as well to, that will challenge the Eagles. Yeah, Garnett uh, can shoot the basketball really well. Um, catch and shoot guy. Uh, Greg Williams is a shot maker as well, and they have a solid point guard. So this is a good basketball team that is coming in. Uh, like I said earlier on, we just need to be ourselves. Um, come out with high energy and defend, and we do a really good job of that at home. Um, as you've seen in the last homestand, we feed off the energy. And I heard you say we might have about 7,500 people there. Yeah. That, that's great for us. I mean, our guys love playing at home. They feed off the energy. Our fans, um, being at home is like having a sixth man out there for us um, to overcome any like uh, any runs. So Bob. we're looking forward to it. All right, Coach, we're looking forward to it as well. And uh, we've got about 30 seconds left. Real quickly, what, what is the mindset of the guys? I, I'm, sure that, um, I'm sure they're very confident, but you want to you want to guard against being overconfident. Is that fair to say? Yeah, uh, that's definitely fair to say. But we need to come in and be in us. And our mindset right now has been all season. Our goal is to protect home. And when you come to our house, we're going to, we tell our players we're going to dictate everything you do from – the tunnel that you come in and the visitor, the visitor locker room that you have to get dressed in on, we're going to dictate that. And it's going to start on the defensive end. We're going to dictate what you do. Um, so we're going to protect home. That is our mindset is to protect home. And our guys are ready. Started with preparation yesterday when we got back um, on the floor as a team together um, and moving forward. That, that is our goal. Protect home. Give you guys what you want to see, and that is to keep this stuff missing rolling. Yeah, I, gonna, I get the going. impression it's going to be rough and tumble. Uh, in Louisiana Lafayette, they're such they're such kind-hearted athletes normally. So we, <laughs> where do you see that? <laughs> so so we expect a real heavyweight fight, Coach, and we're looking forward to it. Thanks a lot for being on the show. Yes, sir. Thank you, guys. Southern Miss to the top. All right, Coach Isaiah Carson, everybody. Jay Walker, he does the play-by-play for Louisiana Lafayette. We'll get his perspective in a bit, but first, we'll be right back.
You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Hey, I want to welcome Jana King, the king of clean, to the Super Talk Eagle Hour. The Jana King team has been working for over 35 years cleaning your places of work, education, medicine, eateries, stadiums, and worship. You can go to JanaKingCleans.com. That is JanaKingCleans.com for more information on how Jana King can help you with your business, your home, your stadium, your church, your clinic. Uh, they can do it for you, Jana King. And, you know, if your teeth aren't glued in just right, Bob, Jana King Cleans is <laughs> challenging. There's no question about that. Kind of goes back to that studying broadcast. <laughs> right. That's why they have a jingle. Jenny yeah, exactly. King, the King of Clean. Well, See, if you sing it, it comes yeah. out a lot. Right, from better. now on, Luke can just throw that in at the end of this plug. Our jingle guy. Yeah. Campus Bookmart also uh, bringing you the Eagle Hour today. And uh, Miss Kathleen, I'll guarantee, he's got some uh, great looking stuff down there on Hardy Street. If you're listening uh, up north, like uh, Al Baker does, for example, or Al Holder uh, from his uh, Palladium Palace up in Brandon. At the Shady Acres? <laughs> you can, uh, Jenny King will even clean the uh, applesauce off of That's correct. That's <laughs> correct. You can go to campusbookmart.net and uh, buy your Southern Miss apparel online. Okay, Luke Johnson. You know, so there's a big doubleheader Thursday, and I just I don't want to lose sight of the first game because both the women and the men's team are within grabbing distance of winning the conference championship, are they not? It's still, it's still out there for both of them to, to win. Let's start uh, with the women. So, Joy Lee McNellis' Lady Eagles, 8-4 and four, uh, overall in the conference. The uh, conference tournament doesn't start till February 28th. So, the Lady Eagles now have six games remaining. With six games left, they are in a five-way tie. I mean, you talk about a tight conference. There are five teams tied at 8-4, and four, including Louisiana, Old Dominion, Texas State, and James Madison. Troy has a two-game lead. They're ten and two, uh, but that Troy team, the same overall record as the Lady Eagles at fifteen and eight. Georgia Southern and Marshall right behind a game at seven and five, and then Coastal Carolina six and six. So majority of the conference is five hundred or better uh, in in the conference. So the Lady Eagles, you know, one of those teams that that they're tied with uh, is going to come in Thursday night. So Texas State is at eight and four. Lady Eagles lost one out there by ten back on January twenty eighth. So you know, two weeks later, you get an opportunity um, to, uh, to to face them. So Lady Eagles eight and four um, in in uh, the Sun Belt. What I like about the Lady Eagles' chances, you guys, when you look down at that schedule, they have haven't been blown out no, once. No, and I think that Texas State game. Was, was much, that an, much closer? Was that an overtime game? Overtime game, yes. Yeah, it was. It was overtime. So, th- so they they have competed with every single team in that league. So you have to hope that if they can maybe get one of the lock down one of those top four seeds, so they only have to play three games as opposed to four or five to win the tournament. That, that can you imagine? Can you imagine if the greenhouse Thursday night, if it winds up officially selling out, you have the women's game first, the men's game second. Selling out, I don't know the last time that Reed Green Coliseum, and I don't know if records go back that far. <laughs> have to go back to age. They're written in stone. Yeah, the, I mean, NI, the yeah. NIT yeah. Uh, season, I would guess, or the NCAA. I mean, term. we had, you remember back, you know, in, uh, it was about a decade ago, men hosted the NIT, but the women hosted the NIT games too. Right. And both of those crowds were pretty raucous right. uh, in the early right. part of the 2010s. Right. But never in the history of the basketball program have both teams 
gone to the NCAA tournament in the same year. Would that be something? Well, for the women, and they rested Dominique Davis Saturday. She did not play against South Alabama. And so I think they're trying to give her some rest for that continuing back injury. Get her back 100%, close to 100%. And uh, Malia Grayson's back, seems to be playing 100%. Did much better staying out of foul trouble Saturday and was therefore available for almost all of the game. Uh, they they can win it. They, they have the opportunity to win. Men, same thing. Uh, Luke, men obviously uh, can go win can win the regular season and can go win the tournament. They have the talent to do it. They can. Just one more note about the women. Uh, the the last uh, home game before the conference tournament, February twenty second, they will take on Troy. So the Golden Eagles have have opportunity. Lady Eagles have opportunities down the stretch to be able to catch up. Just need Troy to stumble a few times. Yeah, the men on the men's side, of course, Southern Miss and Louisiana both. Tied at 10 and 2, a two game lead over Marshall and James Madison. ULM in third place all by themselves at 7 and 5, and then Old Dominion Troy and App State um, 6 and 6. This, this basically, if the Eagles win one or two more games, Kelly, that, that double bye is going to, going to almost be locked in. I mean, if, if they were to win, um, tonight and then win, I mean, Thursday night and then win Saturday, they you know, that, that creeps up to what, 98, 99 percent like that but yeah when you when you look after this one which you can't look past it ulm saturday at south alabama georgia southern at home and then the brutal road trip at old dominion at texas state so if it were me i want the double by wrapped up after the south alabama game i got a game at home to separate myself a little further if i'm a you know if i'm a two if i maybe the two maybe we we propel ourselves into the one but you you don't want having to win one, you know one or both of those road games at the end of the year to secure a double bye. And South Al's playing really well right now. Probably other than Southern Miss, South Al is probably playing the best basketball of anybody in the league. But if if the Eagles win this game Thursday night, because they're all alone in first place, all right, and they they really can't afford you know that that would also cause a split in the regular season head-to-head against Louisiana. But if the Cajuns happen to win, not only would they be one game ahead of the Eagles, they would have the tiebreaker head-to-head, which would make getting the number one spot at the tournament really difficult for the Eagles to get without some help. They'd effectively be two games behind Lafayette. Correct, which would would make it even, even tougher for them to lock down the number one seed. And, you know, we talk about one bid league, two bid league, However, the NCAA tournament shakes out. I don't know. But this parity, to me, is good for any basketball league because you go into the game not knowing whether you're going to win or you're going to lose. And I just think from a fan standpoint, that just makes it so much more enjoyable. Luke, I see people posting on social media these projections where Southern Miss is the, you know, the the 12th seed and whatever it is, the Eastern – but. The fact is, you really have to win the tournament to get in the NCAA. Isn't that still fair to say? Yeah, I mean, they're going to. The only way we're talking, I heard other people talking about it. Really, the only way that that this league could get like two bids is if, say, the Eagles were to win out. So that would put them at right at 27 and four. You win two games, you're at 29 and four. And then say you lose the conference championship, that's a, probably the only way it could happen, and I still would not feel good about it. No. Even at twenty nine and five, I still wouldn't feel good about no, it. We've seen so that. 
Yeah, what's what's tough about this conference is there could be a scenario where neither Louisiana or Southern Miss with possibly twenty five plus wins, you know, don't make it to the big dance. But I, I guarantee you though, if there's a twenty seven, twenty eight win Southern Miss team that doesn't make it to the big dance, they will be a number one seed in the NIT. We will cross that bridge when we get there. Right now you have the opportunity to get first place in the league, win the regular season championship, and have a double bye with a great chance to win the, the conference tournament. But what frosts your butt in situations like this is like an 18-win Kansas State team might get in the field, you know, or, or a, a team that's a little above 500 in the SEC or, you know, one of the right. power fives. Right. And I, I – uh, well, well, the fact that the fact that the Golden Eagles are 21-4 and four and not – Forget that you're not in the top 25. You're not getting a vote in the top 25. Tells you what a big hill you have to climb. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, the in basketball and baseball, though, net and RPI are, are what you're looking at. I mean, it's, yeah, I mean, it's, it's pretty, I mean, we saw last year, guys, we got up to three nationally in one poll, right? But that, it wasn't that ranking that got us a super regional. It was our RPI and how we finished down the stretch that allowed us to do that. If, if in any ways, I like the fact that we're not ranked because it continues to put a chip on our shoulder and it doesn't allow any type of look at what we've achieved. We got this. It almost makes the entire season one that you have to prove to everybody how good you are. That keeps the motivation to go out and win every night. That's right. Well, I'll tell you what motivates me or beignets. And uh, Kelly, where 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 do you suppose I might find a good tasty beignet? Well, I would recommend I would recommend Mobe beignets, Bob. On, would you on Hardy Street? They're right uh-huh. across from from the main entrance to the campus. There, you can get a two pack, a four pack. You can get minis if you're not really hungry. They're twelve pack. Yeah. Well, yeah. Now now you're talking my now you're talking my language. <laughs> <laughs> but they've got the flavor of the month uh, syrups that you can put on them, or you can eat them plain coffees. with your, your powdered sugar, cold coffees, hot coffees, different flavored coffees. Yeah, it's a great place, great atmosphere. It's right across from the campus, and there's a very famous corner. When something unbelievable occurred in that corner, do you recall what that might have been, Luke? It was Kelly. Well, I was actually in the center of the room. What happened in the corner of the room is Kelly dumped an entire tray of powdered sugar on top of his head. And that's when the <laughs> Janet King folks came in and <laughs> we should have we should have had Janet King at the beignet eating contest at Mobay. They did take great care thought of it. there, Kelly. Next time we'll be sure to do that. Who won that contest, by the way, Luke? Uh, I did. No, oh. and I think. Uh, Six beignets, if I'm not mistaken, in two and a half minutes. They're really good. With, without the dipping sauce. That's really remarkable. Impressive. It, it really is. It was really an impressive display. There's no question. Mobay Beignet, Hardy Street. We'll be back. Jay Walker from Louisiana Lafayette. Can I say that? You Don't can. say that to him. You, yeah. you might get the Danny Lynch treatment if you say that to yeah, him. I got a little message for him about Danny Lynch. Ooh la la. Ooh la la. He'd really like that. <laughs> Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. All right. You know, you can hear the Super Talk Eagle Hour anytime you like. The Super Talk Eagle Hour podcast, that is, on Apple, Audible, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn. Or you can just tell Alexa to play the Super Talk Eagle Hour. 
Fourth Street Bar and Grill sponsors the third segment of our show every day. It's a great place. Uh, if you don't have a ticket Thursday night, uh, you can't go for whatever reason. The basketball game will undoubtedly both be on the air uh, starting at 5 o'clock on the TVs at 4th Street Bar and Grill. Slade, those guys will make you feel right at home, and we know that you'll have a good time all the time at 4th Street Bar and Grill. The Eagle Hour will be broadcasting from Reed Green Coliseum Thursday. Uh, we think we were, will have Jay Ladner, Joy Lee McNellis, and Lee Roberts on the show. So uh, we'll look forward to that uh, always uh, with with those great guests. Jay Walker is the play-by-play voice of Louisiana University, University of Louisiana Raging Cajuns, and uh, always glad to have him on the show. Jay, I got some breaking news I'm going to share with you and the guys. I just actually found this out, that great anticipation Thursday night and right prior to the tip-off, one of your favorite baseball players will do his favorite and world-famous World Series trot around the floor. I think you know who we're talking about. We anticipate it'll you know take what? from three to four minutes, and uh, then we'll go straight to kickoff. I mean, straight to tip-off. Does that sound good with you? I, uh, look, I, I, I want his autograph. <laughs> <laughs> we can arrange that for you, Jay. No, we love you. That's why we bring you yeah, on. But we we, had, to, we uh, had to pick at you just a little bit about the uh, – about Mr. Lynch, but uh, we're looking forward to the game, my man. And uh, you know, I just think this is—I just think this is a prelude to what we've got years of looking forward to now. And now that Southern Miss is in the Sun Belt, uh, matchups with uh, with the Raging Cajuns in every sport, I think, are just going to bring a little extra juice and a little extra excitement uh, to the field or the floor or whatever we're playing against each other in Jay. I've been saying for years, if Southern Miss and the Cajuns ever get into the same conference, it will be the best rivalry in whatever league they're playing in. And um, and I, I think that's going to be the case. And the fact that both of them are relevant in basketball, which I don't think anybody was expecting, is going to add even more to that. You know, baseball, it's the final series of the season <laughs> when the two teams play each other over at Pete Taylor Park. And now you've got, look, there, as going into last night, there were 10 teams in America in Division One who had won 20 games, and Southern Miss and Louisiana were two of them. And so they're going to play for first place on Thursday. It's going to be a raucous uh, crowd at Reed Green Coliseum. And, uh, you know, regardless of who wins this game, guys, it's a rivalry now. I'm just saying yeah, and it's going to be that way in every sport. I, I just, I yep. just, I, I don't think that there's any question. All right, so uh, the Cajuns got the best of the Golden Eagles, only one of four losses all year. But what did they do that was successful that afternoon, and what will they have to do, in your view, Thursday night uh, to make it a sweep? Well, you know, there there are two guys on Southern Miss's team that that you have to try to neutralize a little a little bit, and in the uh, in the in the pregame scouting report, Coach Marlin told the team that we've got to we've got to try to hold Hase and Crowley to a combined twenty three points, uh, twenty four points, and they combined for twenty three. Um, you know, Hase played thirty eight minutes, was never a factor in the game. Nine points, three rebounds. Uh, Crowley played thirty six minutes and took enough shots to where he could score fourteen. But the but the three guards, uh, well, the two guards. Uh, Crowley and Arnold, along with with Hase, were combined at ten for thirty-two from the field, and uh, 
you know, Pinkney had a great game against the Cajuns. He had 21 and 13. Um, but if, if you're able to take those two guys, two leading scorers, you're able to take them out of the game. You have a chance to win. Mm-hmm. And in that game, uh, the Cajuns never trailed. Uh, they, they led tip to buzzer. Uh, the game was never in doubt after about the 10-minute mark of the first half. Um, Cajuns played very well that night on defense. And, um, you know, offensively, I thought Southern Miss did a good job on Jordan Brown. He had eight points, eight rebounds. But Themis Folk scored 17, and Kentrell Garnett had a career-high 20 uh, in that game. And that's the whole thing. You know, if you're going to neutralize somebody and you're going to win, somebody else has got to step up. And I really don't think Southern Miss had anybody that stepped up that night except for Pinkney. All right. Luke? Jay, thanks so much for coming on. Just looking at uh, big win over Marshall this last weekend. I mean, Brown had 20 rebounds by himself. Lewis had 10. We were talking off air how how the Cajuns dominated on the inside. And and I think I didn't get to uh, say this to you off air, but I, you, you kind of mentioned it. The team that possibly causes more foul trouble early in the game is going to get a step up in this game. Because if, if Pinkney or Hase get in foul trouble early or Brown or Lewis get in foul tr- trouble early, that's going to really dictate how, how both Marlin and Ladner play the, the second part of the first half. Yeah, and you know what? In the, in the first meeting between the two schools, I thought the officials let them play a little bit. There were only a combined 29 free throws uh, taken in that game. Uh, you know, unfortunately in this league, uh, officiating is very inconsistent. Um, you know, we had a game this year against Georgia Southern where there were 42,079 free throw shot, or mm. 49,072. You get the message. Um, if, the, if the officials... Um, let the teams play Thursday night, then then I don't think it's going to be a factor. But you're right. If they call this game close and you have some people getting into foul trouble, especially early in the game, uh, that's going to give the other team uh, a great advantage, I think. Now, in the earlier game, uh, Garnett just really shredded the Eagles behind the line. And that's one of the things they contained Brown. But Garnett went six for eight from, from downtown. How has he been playing recently? Well, you know, Kentrell is an interesting cat because – he never takes a bad shot. You know, if you leave him open, he's going to shoot it. And if you leave him open, he's going to shoot it, and chances are he's going to make it because he's uh, the NCAA career leader of active players in three-point field goal percentage. Um, but he's not going to take a bad shot. So if you guard him, he's going to distribute it. Um, he's not going to worry about scoring. I think I think in the game uh, the other night that the Cajuns played uh, on, uh, on Saturday uh, – Against Marshall, I think Garnett took one shot. Um, he doesn't. He doesn't care if he shoots or not. Now he's the best perimeter defender that the Cajuns have, and he made Crowley's life miserable the, the last time the two teams played. And so, what you're going to ask for for Kentrell, if he doesn't score, that's fine. But he's got to play defense, and and this season he's been pretty consistent in doing that. Jay, the first time the teams played, Natalie Alvarez for Southern Miss was on the bench with an injury. He's now 100% and definitely adds uh, a dynamic to the Southern Miss team. How, from, a, from the Cajuns' point of view, how does that change the Eagles' look going into this game Thursday with Alvarez being at full speed? Yeah, that's, that's a good question. You know, one of the things that, that happened last time is I think Mo Arnold had to play too many minutes. Uh, and he was only three for twelve shooting shooting the ball, and um, 
you know, I think with Alvarez there, I think it gives him another weapon because as, as good a ball handler as Arnold is, he's, you know, he's not a guy who's going to go out and score a ton of points. He's not a, he's not a great shooter. But, um, but I think having Alvarez gives him another weapon um, off the bench, and it gives you somebody else that when he's in the game, you may have to go ahead and switch uh, defenses, uh, not necessarily deep, but maybe personnel as far as who's guarding who, depending on whether or not he's in the game. And Jay, going into the tournament, not to get ahead of ourselves, but the tournament at the end of the month, beginning at the end of the month, in the first few days of March in Pensacola with that double bye, both the Cajuns and Eagles at this point looking solid for at least one of those, you know, one of those top four seeds, which you think is vital. And I don't want to put words in your mouth, but those top one of those top four teams obviously would have the best shot at winning that tournament. Well, you know, there's a difference between having to win three versus having to win four and having to win five, for that matter, if you finish in the bottom four. Um, and I also think that you're in a situation right now, if, if you just look at these teams from, from a talent standpoint and from how they were valued to start the season and everything else, I think right now I'm going I'm to include James Madison since they're tied with Marshall for third place right now. I, I think right now you do have the best four teams. Um, in the top four slots. Now, you know, if, if somebody closes strong, you know, we saw the Cajuns last year as the number eight seed get all the way to the championship game because they played really well the last couple of weeks of the regular season. Um, so, you know, somebody could throw a monkey wrench into it. But, but I think as it stands right now, the best four teams are in line to get those four buys. Well, it's going to be exciting. There's no question about that. I know you're looking forward to it. We're looking forward to it. We look for it to be a great game. And, uh, and again, the beginning of what's going to be a great and long-term rivalry. And, Jay, uh, we always appreciate your input on our program. Oh, well, I appreciate you having me on. I think, it's, uh, I think it's really crazy. You know, Southern Miss has lost two conference games, and in both of them they got spanked pretty good. But the Eagles have been unbeatable at home. They're going to be favored in this game. And I think a lot of people don't realize it, but Southern Miss is the favorite going in. But the Cajuns will show up, and uh, <laughs> and, and they'll and, and they'll play hard. That uh, I can guarantee. Yeah, we figured they'd show up. <laughs> we didn't really have any doubt about that, Jay. All right, Jay Walker, everybody, play-by-play voice of the Raging Cajuns. We'll be right back. Southern Miss to the top. Good talking to Jay Walker, the voice of the Louisiana Raging Cajuns. As he mentioned, really looking forward to the last weekend of uh, baseball season when the Cajuns come to town. Yep, should be fun. And it looks like this is going to be a rivalry in all three sports going forward. Happy to have you along. We're in the Southern Bancor Studios in Hattiesburg and Laurel. Luke, Bob, and Kelly, four-segment brought to you by D1 and D-Bat. Going to be a lot of rain this week. Never rains at, at D-Bat and D-1 training. All the uh, instruction facilities, hitting machines, hitting cages, pitching machines, all there at D-Bat and D-1, dbathattiesburg.com. Raging Cages, 20-4 and four overall. Guys, they are on a 
game winning streak. They're perfect inside the Cajun Dome as well, just like the Eagles are. They're eleven and zero. Eagles are uh, are twelve and zero. Conference uh, both ten and two. So the only losses these two teams have had have, have been outside of their respective uh, stadiums. Coach Marlin, uh, I think in his thirteenth year, he's won uh, right at two hundred and uh, two hundred twenty one games at Louisiana. All right, uh, we're we're talking attendance earlier. From everything we can gather, y'all, I'm, I'm looking on the uh, Southern Miss ticket website there are no chair back tickets in pairs there's only single seats available several sections of the of reed green coliseum sold out but if i were to ask you uh right now uh, on the year eagles uh are are the attendance is right at 3300 in the high 3200s what do you what do you think was the highest uh attended year on an average for home games i think it had to have something to do with mk turk Yes. Well, well, they won the NIT in '87, so you would think that would have sold a lot of season tickets. I, that's uh, the '88 season, maybe. Ding, ding, ding! There it is. So, from 1986 through 1992, Southern Miss averaged over 4,500 uh, people in attendance per game. '86, '87, 46, 15. The year after the NIT victory, 7,564 people per game. The next year, 5395, 98 to 90. Season was 6394. And then 9091, when Spoon was there, over 7,000 again, 7,041. So this, uh, the attendance so far this year is the most that we've had since the 2014, 2015 season. All right, Kelly, you're old enough to remember the matchups back in the day, back in the day, Kelly, uh, with Memphis and Louisville and Cincinnati. Will the, will the, it'll be interesting to see Thursday night how close the atmosphere comes to what those atmospheres were, don't you think? It's been fun. I've, I've been to several of the games this year, and I kind of sit right down there close to the Southern Miss bench, right at the end of the bench, up about five or six rows, kind of in the corner. And uh, we have a blast, and fans are knowledgeable, and the guys after the game, which I think is a great move by Coach Ladner, the players go up in the stands after the game and take pictures and shake hands, and um, because after all, it is entertainment, right? And a lot of people have, they can spend their entertainment dollar any number of ways, but for the players to actually go up and shake fans' hands and say, thank you for being here, thank you for coming. Uh, it's a great public relations move, and the first move that the players make is over to the student section. Now, the student section is going to be wound up, shall we say, on Thursday night. Uh, this will be crazy with the students being there in full force. Th- this will be a memorable night, one way or the other. And there couldn't be a better opponent to be in this environment with than, than the Raging Cajuns. There just couldn't. There's, there's no team in the Sun Belt that it would be better to be playing, I don't think, Thursday night under these circumstances than the Raging Cajuns. And, and can, Luke, you, can you imagine what's going to happen when there's an alley-oop and then the next uh, series there's a defensive rebound from Pinckney. He's going to throw it down. Crowley's going to hit a, a, a three-pointer or is going to hit a three-pointer. And the very next series, uh, Alvarez is going to steal it, pass it forward to Crowley, who's going to tomahawk it again. 
I'm, I'm not sure that the roof will stay on the place when that happens Thursday night. It almost sounds like you're reading a script, Luke, yeah. like this is what, professional exactly wrestling. what point of the game can we anticipate <laughs> this scenario? Hey, and you know, the Cajun fans might actually be in attendance, too, because we sell beer at the Coliseum now. You know, they're not going yeah. anywhere. If I they, wonder if there will yeah. have any fans. If they can't get a cold beer, no, the they, Cajun fans. they've actually got, uh, they, I saw where they're sending a bus over, you know, when those alumni trip so there'll be a, a, a few little red in there i do want to mention this uh, uh good news and bad news our, our good buddy marshant kenny his a podcast anyone anywhere anytime releases today uh, has a interview with coach bauer but he was getting ready guys to be in like a father-son basketball game and tore yeah. his patella tendon yesterday or two days ago so marshant congrats on the podcast brother but man we're, we're that, that hurts yeah, okay. that really hurts. Kelly, well, do you know where a patella is? That's part of the leg, <laughs> the patella tendon, right? Yeah, I mean the leg's quite a. I thought it was between Macomb and the uh, hot coffee. Is it not <laughs> patella? No, that's a uh, that's a uh, hot coffee. No, not not hot uh, coffee. That's Boitano, something like that. Tendon in the knee. Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, so that happened to Marchant, not his son. I had a basketball practice with the dads and tore my patella tendon. That's on Twitter yesterday. Poor Marshan. All right. We'll have Patrick McGee and Heath Hinton on the Eagle Hour tomorrow. Thursday, we'll be at Reed Green with Jay Ladner, Julie McNellis, Lee Roberts. We, we've got a lot of activity here. So we're going to be within the first 5,000. So do we get the T-shirts? I'm counting on one. Yeah, you? me too. Dub City. Yeah. Southern Miss. To the to top. To the top. Mississippi Media Production.